0: So from her stepping out of a moving car as I drove her home to me saying F you as sharp as I could before she left for basic training. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Life. You're born into the world. You grow. You mature. You go to college. You start a career and a family. Looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? I know you were probably wondering where did that intro come from well that is the topic of today's episode uh, which uh, feels uh, spills into the title uh, never again never again I'm pretty certain that we all have uh, that one instant in our life that one moment that it may have uh, that, that may spread out over a couple of months a couple of years maybe even a decade or a couple of decades uh, where we were in this constant state of of toxicity and and, and inner turmoil and um, physical, mental, spiritual and psychological imbalance. That moment. Some of us have just that one. Some of us have a few. Uh, But most of us, um, if not all of us, have that one instant where we're like I will never go back to that again never and we make every decision we can to maintain that promise so uh, this episode is about my particular uh, instant where after it ended I told myself that I would never repeat uh, the same situation Um, I was listening to. Um, trying to figure out. It was a pastor I was listening to, and he was talking about that. I remember it was was, uh, T.D. Jakes. He was talking about dancing in the desert, dancing in the desert. He was talking about uh, the women. Uh, amongst the Israelites when they were freed from Egypt um, after Pharaoh had passed away at Pharaoh died um, They were celebrating uh, not primarily his death uh, But the idea that they were free and that their children would not have to undergo the oppression that they had to endure There there was an opportunity for a better future. So they were excited about that uh, the text in which um td jake's used was exodus i forgot which particular scriptures but i will go back and post them and i will post the link to that particular uh sermon if you're interested Um, but the the concept of never going back to where you were never going back to uh, a time in your life where you were at your lowest where you were not yourself you know in 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 your opinion when you were at your at your most vulnerable when you found yourself changing in ways that didn't please you and it didn't please your spirit it didn't please your body it didn't please your mind you know sometimes we do find ourselves in a situation where it does please the mind not the mind but the body um and sometimes it tricks the mind into thinking that it's good for us when in actuality it isn't. Um, that is basically the, the essence of an addiction. You, you start, you make yourself think that this is something that you need um, when it's something that you need to dis- discard. So um, the particular story. Uh, since this is the glory of our stories, I wanted to uh, center on the theme of storytelling, like I always do. Um, and whenever I interview people, they tell a story within themselves, within their um, with, within their sharing, whether they're trying to tell a story or not. Um, the purpose of this is, to, is for anyone who's listening to find yourself in what everybody else is saying, to find yourself in somebody else's footsteps. You may not have lived life specifically like them. But you have experienced similar um, instances where you were upset, where you were happy, where you were heartbroken, where you were confused, um, when you were frustrated, when you were impatient. So I hope that this episode helps you in any way. Um, And I will just, it won't be as long as the, uh, as lengthy as the traditional episode is. But I will say um, that I, first of all, <laughs> uh, within this instant, this period, it was a couple of years, but it was enough. It was enough to change my life forever. So, uh, and I won't mention any names. I don't know if this person or anybody in, within this situation would ever hear this. And if they do, um, well, have at it. <laughs> I can't control how people perceive um this episode or even this podcast um, but i can control how i deliver it uh impact over intent so i try my best to deliver it in a way uh, that is impactful and that is insightful and that is quite intentional with connecting with people so that's that's the primary goal and point of this podcast so anyway um i guess i'll jump right into it um i go back to i want to say 2008 maybe maybe 2008 it had to have been because i at this time i give you i just paint you a, a picture in 2009 i was blessed i wouldn't well i was I put it this way so someone tried to um sell my mom a pt cruiser a 2007 pt cruiser at this point it was only two years old because it was 2009 so my mom shoots me a text and she says hey how do you feel about pt cruisers and i was like i think they're pretty cool and she said well you know such and such is trying to sell me a pt cruiser and i wanted to know if you wanted it i said yeah because at that time i was in desperate need of a car so um so i I went to go get the car i paid for it but there's a picture that i think it was my mom or my sister it's a picture of me um putting gas in the car because i have to drive it from where i bought it and it's a long drive but i have my arm on the top of the car and the windows and the door is open and on my left arm is a cast on my left hand actually is a cast um i think that cast had been on for it, it might have been fresh it may be in a fresh cast cr- a fresh cast on my on my hand um because the reason why i had the cast on, and i was smiling i'm smiling in the picture because i'm excited about the car but very conflicted with the situation that i was in so uh fast forward well actually i'll go back But I was in a very bad relationship, very bad relationship. It was very abusive, but it wasn't physical. It was psychological. It was spiritual, um, very mental. And it was not healthy for me, and it wasn't healthy for um, the young lady I was in a relationship with. The way I describe it is that we were killing each other from the inside out we were harming each other um, beyond understanding. It was as if we both went into a ring, fought each other, then left, came back together and acted as if nothing happened. And that was hard to uh, to do. And it was hard to not acknowledge this this match that we would have these matches and what we would do is we would sweep the issues under the rug and the the mount that was created had gotten so big that we ended up tripping over it so again going back to the title never again promised myself after this relationship that relationship back then that i would never get involved with something like that so so uh anyway so yeah um at there at on that time uh, let me let me let me explain what happened to my hand if i haven't already i'm pretty sure i did like many episodes ago but i was actually on the phone with her um we were arguing about something don't know what it was that that's that's how bad it was it was one of those situations where i said the sky was blue and she said the sky was green um not to say that she was wrong but that's how she saw it from her perspective and i saw it from mine but because i was so used to the sky being blue that i just knew i was right so i tried to defend that um metaphorically so she i i had gotten so upset so upset that thankfully i had the phone in my right hand So while she's talking and I'm yelling, I think I'm yelling at that point and I'm just going back and forth. I got so mad that I punched the wall in my uh, student housing apartment. It wasn't a dorm, it was basically student housing down down this road from the university. I think it was maybe two or three miles away from the school. And I remember looking at my hand immediately and seeing that my uh, left, that le- that the uh, pinky knuckle on my left hand had been moved back. And I was like, and I immediately felt the pain. So went to the doctor, <laughs> doctor took the x-ray and he said, oh yeah, it's broken. And then he looked at me, he's like, dang, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Um, but yeah, it, it was the fracture was so obvious that he couldn't help but say, Yeah, it's broken. And isn't that ironic how you can look at something like that and just know for without a shadow of a shadow of a doubt that it's broken. And at that time the relationship that I was in was broken. Anybody from the outside could have seen that. Anybody could have taken a um A life-size x-ray of my of our situation and told us both you all are hurting each other but neither one of us was willing to listen specifically me so anyway um we we got it we actually met at work and she was actually already dating someone and i you know sent her a text Complimenting her, um, and she was like, "Oh, thank you." And then it, it, we we spilled into a relationship. We didn't work our way into it. We were never friends. We never got a chance to like really get to know each other, and the issues that we, the personal issues that we had within our you know our family dynamics, we never really addressed we never really talked each other up we never encouraged each other to do better we just took it for what it was took it we took each other for granted on many many occasions um she started to come over you know and visit and um at the time she was living with her parents and i couldn't just come over and visit i always had to obviously acts uh, but it was just it was it was a weird interaction um whenever I would go over there. I never felt welcomed um I did feel welcomed by the mom, but never by the dad uh i just i felt like i was <laughs> i felt like I was tolerated as a boyfriend uh, not to say that anything was wrong with their her family, but it was just some awkward energy um spirit speaks to spirit. Um, that is biblical, and when it was just this interwovenness that just did not go over well, it was horrible. It, we we weren't even married, and it was a, it felt like a nasty divorce, you know. It was, anyway, so going back to the beginning of this podcast, when I mentioned she stepped out of the moving car that I was driving. So one day uh, we had one of our many arguments and I was driving her home and I was literally almost just down the road, about one minute away from her house. And she just got so upset. She like, you know, I'm just gonna get out here. And she literally, while the car was moving, not full speed, but literally opened the door And proceeded to get out and she slammed the door now I was already mad not only just because we were arguing but because of the car that I was driving was not mine it was my sister's Um, my car I think was in the shop and um, I needed a car to drive actually that might have happened before I got my car I think I'm not sure but um, that made me upset and that's not the first time that I had to like literally go chase her, uh, chase her. I had to chase her once um, she left my, 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 my room, my, um, st- um my, I'm about to say hotel. No, <laughs> my, uh, my apartment. And I was, I had to go find her and I had to go take her home. It was just one of those moments where uh, stuff like that happened. I remember and um, I'll say this um, really quickly I remember the day where I decided to lose my virginity and it happened to be with her um, Don't mind being candid in this situation because um, it's necessary for anybody who ends up listening to listening to this younger Or older or even the same age as me I was lying in bed And We were Unfortunately slowly getting undressed And I told her I looked at her and I said I want to wait until marriage And she patted me on my chest And she said Good for you And I was like Huh? So (laughs) I didn't know if she was being sarcastic um i don't know but i took it as a shot at my ego and then i was like you know what i'm 24 years old i'm a grown man plus you know i I do plan on marrying you and i'm saying this like we i think we were like a year into our relationship and i was like yeah i I can yeah I, i plan on marrying you so at that moment i decided to I lose my virginity, 24 years old, and I wanted to wait until marriage. Um, And even after that first instant, I continuously wanted to wait. And another thing, it's always beneficial if two people in a relationship are practicing abstinence or practicing purity. There's a difference. Abstinence means you're abstaining from having sex. Uh, Purity means... You're abstaining from everything that can either lead to it, like um, um, oral sex or anything relating to sex um, that is highly stimulating. Um, Even your thoughts, even filtering your thoughts can be acts of purity. Um, So uh, one is good. Another one is better. uh, But they both can be very difficult when both people are not in agreement with what you're trying to do Um, yes we both were Christian Um, we still you know we still had our issues like everyone else but we would put ourselves in situations where we weren't really considerate about the consequences so uh, continue to tune in when I get right when I get back I'll go into more detail about the aspects of our relationship that really took it over the edge um so sorry about that notifications still on um but yeah uh stay tuned and we'll be right back yo i just wanted to take the opportunity to wish uh my best friends um uh, a collective happy birthday um antoinette and jesus bramos uh, uh, i love you guys forever i like you for always as long as i'm living my family you'll be yeah have a blessed one i'm back um well well, yeah so we're back because i know i'm not the only one listening to this um i know a lot of us get irritated listening to our own voices i know sometimes i i do uh because you know i fumble i say um i say uh you know i have a lot of audio i mean verbal pauses um that can get to me uh, are annoying but i guess we all have that um see <laughs> we always we all have that habit to certain to a certain degree so anyway so um again this is uh, the latest episode of the glory Now stories i am your host calvin Wayne pennywell jr um today we're addressing the topic never again never again i'm again i'm talking about this relationship that defined all relationships for me uh so at this point as i was saying before i lost my virginity and we were not practicing uh, safe sex. I'm just being honest and transparent. It was, it was a rocky time for me. Uh, man, I kid you not. I remember one time, like the very first time that I thought she was pregnant. I had to go rush to a a Walgreens to get a pregnancy test and my car it was the 90... It, i had the 95 Isuzu Rodeo it was green it was a 1995 green Isuzu Rodeo and it was it was a truck that my mom gave me after she bought hers uh back in 2006 and you know that car had already had like two or three engines um already you know so much money invested in trying to maintain it and it was already giving us giving me a problem uh but it was um my it it didn't it didn't crank my car got stuck in walgreens but the funny thing was that even though it got stuck in walgreens it was right across the street from my auto zone so what i've discovered when it comes to god's particular in particular even though things may not be going well for you you are never too far out of his reach God will allow things to happen to you only to build your character, only to bring out of you what he placed in you. And the reason why it hasn't uh, a bit, uh, come into fruition is because of that blockage and that blockage is usually because of our own doing, because of our own selfishness, because of our own inability uh, to hone our responsibilities, hone our purpose. So. A lot was going on during that time. Um, We had so many scares. And then, uh, finally, I remember one day. I I remember her coming over to my apartment. I think she had on her work clothes. And she said, I've been sick like all day. And, um, yeah, and I was like, okay, now while I'm there, I'm thinking to myself, she might be pregnant. So she says, um, three words that I never forget. And I knew the moment she said my name, um, the way she called my name, what was going to follow it? She simply said, Calvin. And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "I'm pregnant." So, I remember getting up, going outside, and saying to God, "Why me? Why now? Why? Why? Why are you allowing this?" So, I go back in, and I remember telling her, you know, shaking my head, and I say, hey, "We we need to we need to handle this." And I meant we needed to terminate the pregnancy. And I always told myself that I would never do something like that. But there I was, backed into a corner. Um, I think I was 25, yeah, 25 years old. They say at 25, that's at 25 years old, your your brain should be fully developed to the point where you can make a lot of you you can make more responsible decisions decisions that you you thought through decisions that took a process before you actually decided to do something or take action and at that moment that was my that was that was me deciding to do something out of desperation and i could tell you know in her face that this is something that she didn't want to do um But time moved on. She ended up being a few weeks pregnant. And uh, I was going back and forth. I told my friends. I told my mom. All of them were basically saying, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And I didn't want to do it. Thankfully, I did have the support of people who were like, yo, this is going to happen. We're here for you. Um, But I did not provide that assurance for uh, my ex. So, um, in the process of doing that, um, it was uh, it was a huge problem, and her not having that support from me was a big issue. The man in the relationship, the the other half, the other person responsible, you know, for the conception of this child, and I was not helpful. So I remember she telling me. Yo, I am going to this clinic Whether you're with me or not Um, Either she I think she borrowed the money I didn't even have the money She borrowed the money And was going to have somebody else take her to the clinic And I said, you know what No, I I can't Let somebody else take it It has to be me It was May 11th, 2011 It was a Wednesday Um, I had to go to work that day but she was sick all day. Worst, oh, it was the worst day, worst day ever. That's that's one day that I never want want to relive. But moving on, after you know our child um, was aborted, we the relationship just went downhill. Um, I was resent, I had resentment towards her for a very long time because. I felt like this could have been prevented. Like she could have sided with me and and, and was with me in agreement as far as saying, "Hey, we're gonna take care of this child," uh, but that wasn't the case. Um, so, after almost a year, one year, one or two years, we went back and forth, um, and there was a moment where she we broke up, and then one of her friends wanted to bring her back to my place. And I'm like, what's going on? And it was just so awkward. She was at the club. I had never seen her like that. And it almost made me sick to my stomach because I couldn't believe that she was acting this way. Um, and And to me, in my opinion, I thought she was acting out of character, but that just goes to show that I did not know her as much as I thought I did. And she didn't know me as much as she thought she did. And us having not having a, a a foundation, you know, that was that was a huge problem. Obviously, it's is huge problem, huge problem. So, anyway, um, I don't even remember how we broke up. We just faded. We faded out into into existence. Our relationship faded into existence. It just faded out very very weird. <laughs> there was absolutely no closure, no apologies. It just ended years would pro- would would proceed um and we would contact each other every now and then just to check on each other, you know, but even then just just didn't feel right and obviously i was I'm married now. And um, I found it to be very disrespectful. Ended up realizing it was disrespectful to stay in contact with her, even if it was once or twice a year, um, because we have a history. And it was I said I had to I had to tell her I said this we can't continue to do this because even despite our intentions, because um, you were she was at she's happily married uh, and I'm married and she has kids. We have two separate lives, but. Our spouses didn't know that we were um checking up on each other like I, she reached out to me to help her with a paper that she, a personal statement that she needed to help um help um she had a personal statement that she wanted to write that she needed an extra pair of eyes on and of course she knew I was an English major, so she shot it my way um but i even then I shouldn't have agreed. Uh, to do that I should have cut off ties and that's another thing um, and I'll say this before I, I close shortly I think it was maybe a couple of weeks ago we actually I actually ran, my, my wife and I actually ran into her but my wife didn't know it at the time um, it was two women and I think I may have mentioned this before I'm not sure it was two women um, on the aisle and they were talking but they split so that Adrian and I can go through them but in the process of going through them i looked at their eyes and i was like huh so i got to the end of the aisle and she looked adrian looked at me and she said what's wrong i said that was that was my ex and she was like huh yeah and it, it i don't know if y'all are familiar with this old song it said it's all coming back to me come back to me now like that that that's what was going through my head. Like it, it, when people say that your life flashes before you, it is possible because in that moment, 2021, my head went all the way back to 2011 in that very moment. And I was like, wow. So I literally went back into the past and then I came back to 2021 and i had to be okay with being the villain in somebody's story because i was a jerk i made some very poor decisions uh hence um agreeing with the termination of our baby um i wasn't going anywhere i was doing poorly in school it was it was a horrible time a horrible time a horrible time for both of us we were Toxic for both for each other, and God knew that, and He allowed it. It was upon our own creation, and we knew we weren't supposed to be together be together, be together, and He said both of you are going to come out of this changed, and we did. Um, speaking of never again, there was an instant. I kid you not, this woman, um was hitting on me like she was throwing obvious hints um, that she was interested in me and i'm not saying this to brag or anything but i this 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 is the crazy part about it she was in a relationship and her boyfriend was actually walking towards us and before he even gets there She's asking, yo, why why can't we date? And I'm like, huh? In my mind I'm thinking, yo, I just got out of a relationship that I am not going back to. And she was like, Well, I mean, you don't know. Like we can at least try and she was just being um um very encourageable. And next thing you know, she totally switches when her boyfriend shows up. And she's like, oh, hey, baby. Yeah, we just doing this, this, this. And I'm like, you were just hitting on me. But the way that this person was acting at this point in their lives was reminiscent of the relationship that I had with my ex-girlfriend that was very toxic. And at that moment, I was like, never again. I'm not going back. I started seeing these red flags. Let me take that back. I started noticing red flags the problem is we all have red flags and we all see them um but to take notice and to apply meaning that comes with maturity unfortunately in my case it came um with having to do the hard stuff having to feel the pain before i realize i don't have to experience this so anyway um going back to the title never again. I promised myself because after all this happened, I remember looking in the mirror and saying to myself, literally looking at me, it's like I don't like you. And I meant that. At that moment, I I meant it with all my heart. I was like, I don't like you. Um I don't like you one bit. So I it was 2011, I took my earrings out of my ears. I took my earrings out of my ears. And uh, they eventually closed up. And I didn't wear earrings for a long time because I thought it represented something that I hated about myself. It represented a version of me that I was not really fond of. Fast forward to 2020, I think, 2019. I'm looking at, you know, photos on Pinterest. And I'm seeing like these dope earrings for men. And I was like, man, this is this is pretty dope. I like this. And I asked my wife. I said, how how do you feel about me? You know, what? How do you feel about me getting earrings? She's like, hey, if that's what you want to do. And she was basically saying, there's a nice, there's a classy way to do it. And if you can pull it off, then by all means. And I was like, huh. So I decided to get my ears re-pierced, and remind myself. That I was no longer the person that I was when I was 25. Here I am 10 years into the future, almost 10 years. Yeah, this year marks 10 years. Um, wow, yeah, this year marks 10 years since uh, May 11, 2011. And I'm, that's not me. I'm not that guy anymore. And my wife had to remind me that I needed to give myself grace and mercy. And I needed to give my ex grace and mercy because we were both young, very young. She was a few years younger than me actually. So when I was 25, I think she was like 22, 23 maybe. Um, but we were young, we were inexperienced in life. Uh, we, we both were in college working our butts off. Um, and I wasn't ambitious. I was still writing, but I wasn't uh, progressing. I wasn't pursuing. I was complacent with where I was with the pace that I was taking. Um, I was okay with that. And I shouldn't have been, but I needed to grow and God allowed that to happen. And unfortunately it did cost, it was, it, it happened at the expense of a life. But I, I, I believe God was saying, yo, this child can come back home. Don't worry about the child. The child will be safe but i have plans for you all plans to make you pros help make you prosper plans to give you hope i have plans for you and he did and today i am um happy to be this man that i am and it's a man that i never thought i would be because of my past but To place myself in a situation where it's it's killing me internally. I don't want to do that again. I don't think anybody should do that again. So that's uh, that's my story uh, pertaining to never again. I do hope that it was helpful in any way. Um, I will share as much as my life as possible. I don't mind. I'm just being honest. I don't mind sharing things that have happened to me. Because when you realize just how much somebody loves you, despite all of that, it makes you appreciative of those things because it helps you evolve. It helps you come to the point that you are now. And that's OK. That's OK. Um, fellas. be be content with who God created you to be, but always be in a position where you're learning always surround yourself with people that's going to propel you forward you don't have to necessarily look for millionaires but be look for people that make good decisions and they make good investments on their decisions not just financially but relationally um spiritually men that dig into becoming and that dig into themselves with the expectation of becoming better stronger more intelligent more wise um, have develop a stronger sense of discernment when they can walk into a situation read it and know hey this isn't for me and just walk and be, and, and that can walk away comfortably um, as men we need to be mindful of that and as women don't put yourself in a situation where you were with a man like me who didn't know what he wanted and tried to drag you into his mild depression don't don't do that if you can avoid it please do please do um but i do thank god for protecting me and i had to start remembering that i thank him for everything that he saved me from opposed to the things that he allowed me to go through because i that saying is true could have been worse so again this is um uh, this has been a A journey but I came out the other side and I'm still growing and I'm pretty certain that she is I wish her well her family and I'm the type of person that appreciates closure but I had to realize that not I'm not always going to get closure from who I wanted from whom I wanted God is the only person that can give you closure the only person that can close something that no one can open um So, yeah, again, this is the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories with your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr., titled Never Again. Yo, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.